You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to the Christmas edition of Scottish Football Forums podcast, uh, the last of the year. I'm John, and I'm joined by John. How you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Can't believe it's the last one of the year. It's been a very quick 12 months. I know. But uh, it's season 8, episode 23. So I, it seems like we've, got, we've done a lot of podcasts so, so far last season. I don't know if that was what stage we were at at this point last year. I know we missed a few last season. But it seems like we've done a lot. Yeah, uh, we've, we've done very well this season. It's been nice because it's usually been the three of us, me and Chris, um, and sometimes a combination of just two of us whenever one couldn't make it. Um, unfortunately, it's a Christmas edition because Chris, Chris is missing tonight. Oh, <laughs> oh, how long have you been waiting to say that? It just came up there just now. Um, I pulled it? A, aye, and it's not when it's falling at a Christmas cracker. Well, so. oh, oh. <laughs> well you're on form. Please don't stop listening to the show, everyone who's probably turned off at this moment. Um, that'll be me. That's me done. I was thinking that was a, that's maybe the peak, uh, to be fair. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. Okay. But yeah, I was going to say plenty of football to talk about. Obviously, we'll go back to last midweek. Uh, well, yeah, I suppose it was this midweek, effectively, because it was just this week. Um, it started off with Tuesday, and... Uh, for, for those that haven't listened to the podcast before, if you're new, uh, John and me are both Aberdeen fans. It's not an Aberdeen podcast, it is a Scottish Football Forums podcast, but sometimes when uh, it's just the two of us on, we might talk about Aberdeen a bit more than others. We'll try not to, but we probably will, because let's face it, Aberdeen have had a terrific December. Um, we've actually benefited from the, the run of games and probably the fact that conf- winning brings confidence, consistency of selection, and... Uh, Sammy Cosgrove Ballon d'Or <laughs> Yeah I mean as I said on, on Twitter um, I'm so pleased that uh, he's ramming some of my criticism down my throat um, because nobody wants uh, well um, no real person wants to see players fail for their club and I had my doubts in Sam Cosgrove um, I th- no, early on, I thought this was not going to work out. Um, a lot of that was maybe judging the fact that we brought him from Carlisle. He'd only scored one goal and hadn't got a game for Carlisle. But last few weeks, he's really stepped up and he's been magnificent. And he's now, him and Stephen May, rightly, first names in the team sheet just now. I know May hasn't scored from open play since uh, since August, but the work he's been doing has been terrific. Um, and yeah. yeah, it's a good, good partnership there. I mean, we've spoken a lot about... May should be part of a front two and, um, rather than being a lone striker. Um, and, you know, it's certainly benefiting just now. Um, and the, I think we've been helped with the fact that two of our games that were rearranged were coincidentally home games. I mean, they should have been played in weekends of League Cup fixtures, but we were obviously involved to the end. Um, but you've still got to take take advantage and, and we've brought that form into the weekend there. Um, last weekend, last midweek against Dundee, Ruthless, I think's the word you describe with that. You know, we oh, got, definitely. The game, got the game done and dusted early on, um, and then carried that into the game against Hearts at the weekend. And just to think that eight weeks ago, Hearts were 13 points clear, albeit we had a game in hand at that point, and now we're six points clear. It's just tremendous. Yeah, I mean, on the, on the back of that, um, I mean, the first half against Dundee, I thought in particular, 
it, it was like the Aberdeen of, uh, of a few years ago, probably 2013-14 season, I would say, whereby it was a swashbuckling style, attacking with numbers, getting crossed into the box, and the good thing is there's someone in there to, to get on the end of it. Or not just one person, or a couple of people, or just loads of people. Um, I just thought really positive performance. Because they have been a bit better recently. Um, they've been doing better. Um, I mean, it is helping that Cosgrove is obviously doing... T- I think that you touched on it, we both touched on it, uh, maybe off air. The work that's getting done in the training ground, I think, probably with Cosgrove uh, in May and the partnership that's building. And obviously, maybe... Uh, credit, well, not maybe, I think definitely credit to McInnes because it's one of those when you've signed him, you're thinking, right, this guy's not really uh, got any kind of goal scoring records. Why, why have we, we got, why have we signed him? Mm-hmm. It's, it's either whether it's been McInnes himself, whether he's got a, a shout from someone, because I don't know how the signing came about really. I, I mean, it's now looking like a terrific uh, bargain. I mean, mm-hmm. The thing that's uh, maybe been forgotten about as well, maybe because of his height or something, he's only 22, but he's still a young guy learning his mm-hmm. trade effectively. Um, and since he's started scoring, he, he's almost not stopped scoring. I mean, that's what, three times he scored doubles mm-hmm. as well, um, since he started scoring. He certainly, it certainly benefits that there is someone up there with him, because we've spoken about this for a number of seasons because we're play, play one up front, if things aren't going well, your striker becomes isolated. That goes for any team. Um, I think even probably will come on to it later on with Rangers um, as well. But any team, I think, when you play one up front, unless you've got someone that's getting in beyond or coming inside and supporting the striker, it, it can be very hard to watch. Whereas, stick to you up front, which suits Aberdeen far much better this season because there's not a number 10. Um, and, yeah, we're getting the benefit. It, it, uh, weirdly enough, the, the cup final, uh, much as we we lost it, it, it probably gave the players a bit more belief that yeah we are still a really good side. I, I don't think there was ever a doubt we weren't. Maybe not from inside, but certainly across maybe the media and across everyone else. But it's nothing new because Aberdeen have been getting disregarded for the last few seasons. Uh, back up there in third place after what a few weeks ago we were eighth place. Um, People are saying, oh, that, that's us done, we'll be bottom sets, and I didn't buy that. It's still major, it's still majority of the, the same group of players. Uh, yeah, there's been key losses with McLean's certainly the, the biggest one, but th- I mean, things are really starting to progress. I mean, the end of um, Saturday uh, against Hearts, or not just the end, but the, the whole overall picture, there's seven players under the age of 22 involved in that. Mm-hmm. Um, which is terrific. We kind of been criticised for not playing youngsters. Well, we can't be criticised of that this season. And maybe in a way, people are thinking, oh, it's another transitional season, whatever. I think last year, people said, oh, it's a transitional season. But we have pretty good transitional seasons, that has to be said. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it just shows that um, McInnes, you know, he's been written off by a lot of our support more than anything, but uh, he just keeps coming up with, with answers when he's tested. Um, speaking about... I mean, you mentioned this swashbuckling is 2013-14. I would actually go more recently because um, I thought 2016-17 we were excellent. You know, you think of games where we're putting five past Kilmarnock home, seven past Dundee away and, you know, games like that. I th- you know, the fl- yeah. fluidity in the team was really good at that point, with, especially McGinn and Hayes. Um, Conor McLellan, McLennan has really stepped up recently. Um, I mean, a lot of Aberdeen fans, myself included, were, um, you know, calling for Scott Wright to give more a chance, but he's not 
properly taking his chances, whereas McLean's went in there and has just grasped it with both hands. He's been terrific recently. Um, obviously, with Mackay Stephen being out of the team, that was a worry, but McLean has stepped up. And it's now at the point that Mackay Stephen is um, almost ready to come back and he can't really go straight in the team. I wouldn't expect so after three, four weeks out. But, you know, the man to possibly drop is McGinn, but McGinn's delivery for set pieces has been lethal as well. Yeah. Um, so it's, a, it's good to have that um, you know that selection headache, and you know, by all accounts, uh, I mean Maxwell has obviously gone back to um, Derby. Unfortunately, they've they've also saw his progression and took the the right to keep him, which they're also entitled to do. And we kind of expected that might be the case if he performed well. Um, but Shenny went to left back when he went off injured, um, and Dean Campbell came in and done quite well. And by all accounts, for Stephen Gleason, who hasn't been seen in weeks, came on and was very assured. So. Yeah, it was all. It's been all positive this last few days, um, and yeah. you know, obviously we've got tougher tests coming up with you know Celtic and um, on Boxing Day. That's going to be a, the biggest test of the season without question. But you know, we're certainly going to it in, in good confidence, and hopefully we keep playing the same style and and don't be frightened by them. Yeah, I mean, I think we need. I think we need to. Um, I mean, the cup final showed that Celtic potentially are there for the taking. Other teams have taken points off them. I think there's no reason not to. I think if things are going well, continue with it. I mean, just a terrific run. I mean, 12, what, 15 points we've managed in the month? Yeah, I've won four out of the five league games because obviously we beat Rangers, lost to St. Johnson. But the reaction since we lost that game with St. Johnson, which was a poor performance, has been great because you know, we came back from a sticky position against uh, Livingston. Um, that's when McLean was brought in half time and hasn't looked back. Beat St Murn away um, two win possibly should have been more, but we got the job done and then obviously hammered on Dean midweek and then carried on the fine form at the weekend and um, you know it was interesting hearing the two managers' thoughts afterwards. Um, Craig Levine focused on the referees again, um, but Derek McInnes you know rightly came came out and said well. Don't remember the penalty instance. Ours was a definite penalty, um, and Hearts didn't really want too much when decisions went their favour. When Aberdeen won it, uh, when Hearts won at Ten Castle a couple of months ago, when they got a penalty for their player fouling ours. Yeah, <laughs> you know? well, I think they say. I think it said it all. I mean, uh, you never seen better complain at all about the decision. Yeah. So but, that usually usually says it all. You mentioned earlier about the fact that like Hearts being so far ahead of us early in the season. After nine games, they were 10 points ahead of us. Uh, we are now on 36 points after 19, and now six points clear of hearts. So, yeah. massive turnaround. Um, I mean, hearts are still a decent side. I know they've been they've suffered from injuries, but what team hasn't really in the league? Uh, we've suffered ourselves with consistency. Our players been out key players, but actually, December we've just kind of heads down, gone with it. I've seen, yeah. I've heard noises elsewhere about how. Uh, or the, the December fixture list is crazy and it's it's affected the players and Gary McAllister at Rangers. Well, mm-hmm. if anything, Rangers are, are better equipped to deal with it because they've got a bigger size squad, I would say. Mm-hmm. Though, on the flip side, sometimes maybe when you've got too many players, too many choices, it, it doesn't help because that's something that Aberdeen, I think, has been the case the last few seasons. There's maybe a, 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 a certain core uh, group of players that McInnes can, feels he can trust, rely on. And it almost helps having that kind of smaller squad that's a bit more tight knit, I think. Uh, because team spirit's been something that's talking about at Petology for a long time and 
there's no doubt that it's a fantastic team spirit. You can see they all, they seem to all get on. I think sometimes other clubs you look at and you think there's a wee bit of huffiness or there's a wee bit of kind of attitude. I don't see that. Maybe it's maybe it's been a bit biased, but I don't see it. I think Celtic maybe got it as well. I know there was talk earlier in the season about um, a bit of disruption when Chris Boyd mentioned things in the dressing room and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was maybe just because of the Boyata thing or, or whether there was more to it, but mm-hmm. the, the team spirit definitely helps. And it's yeah. probably at the point just now, McInnes is almost building a new Aberdeen side. Uh, it's been a few years and now he's building the, the next Aberdeen side to take us forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you make a great point about the spirit. Um, I think I think the differences have been, like, when Mackay Stevens has been out, um, injured for us, you know, we've mentioned McLean stepped up to play, Cosgrove stepped up when um, Wilson wasn't delivering. Um, whereas with Hearts, I get they've had, Key um, injuries to really key players like Berra was out and Suter, Suter's still out, um, Piazza's still out, Naismith only just came back at the weekend. That is for really key players for Hearts, um, and it is difficult to, um, for for them to maintain form without them. But you still got that's what your squad's for. It's for people stepping up, um, and I think the likes of, for example, although he was good earlier on the season, he seems to have been hiding recently um, from games that I've seen he's not taking the game but as gruff and as he has been recently um, I think Haring's been playing through an injury as well so I think that they'll just be looking to get these next two games out of the way hope that they get some points on the board and then just get the winter break out of the way and get some of those players back because they're desperately needing them I mean they're in a bit yeah. of a their form one win in nine games um, it's it's relegation form you know, they've only taken four points out of the last five Uh so the, which is the worst performing in the league um, behind even like that, Dundee and Hamilton yeah I think the thing as well it's something that we suffered from earlier in the season when you're when you're not winning games you start chopping and changing team selection yeah. um, and you maybe you kind of overthink it a bit too much and sometimes it's just a case of get back to basics uh, go with what was maybe working just be hard to beat and then take it from there and that's certainly something that we he did. Um, it helped as well when Devlin and McKenna were both playing together because Devlin's always missed the whole month. But still, you think we're a better side than Devlin did it. I think there's no doubt about that defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, and that basis, having that solid foundation, has definitely helped Aberdeen. And then we've kind of kicked on to it, whereby it's now there's the attacking intent there, whereby they just like a completely different side to what we did earlier in the season. Scoring goals for fun almost. Twelve yeah. the last four. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but the th- the thing is as well is that we've probably been taking our time working out our best our best side, but it's fallen out of place almost by accident the last few weeks. Um, because we've mentioned obviously Wilson's just not been seeing the football pitch much, um, even if he's been on it. Um, but other people have just stepped up to the fore, and you know, Sam Cosgrove's you no know, deserves his to be first choice striker Steve May deserves to be um, the number two striker and you know, they've got a good part understanding going on you know, with May obviously he just needs that goal, goal from open play but I'm sure it'll come if he keeps you know, putting in the work and he's crossed for the goal the first goal on Saturday was brilliant I mean the Cosgrove's leaping it's a great header um, past the Hearts keeper and yeah, he very well taking penalty. Um, so obviously yeah. save a guy who's confident because apparently McGinn was looking for it but Cosgrove step forward and I'm glad he did because well again missed his last two penalties and penalty shots against Kilmarnock and Hibs so um, give it to the man who's on form and he stuck it away brilliantly definitely yeah I've seen it as well shouts of uh, the first goal of Ala Cantona but uh, the celebration yeah. it was just like yeah <laughs> standard 
Really great header as well, but um, the, the partnership is with Cosgrove and May, it, get, it just gets a lot more out of me because when May plays up front himself and he's drifted out wide and he's doing this, start the work rate and all that, sometimes it's like, oh, who's in the middle? Whereas now he can go into these areas that centre-backs don't want to follow into. So when May starts going out wide and starts going into these areas, who picks him up? Is it the full-back? Is it the centre-back? Who, who's picking him up? Because mm-hmm. he's uncertainty. And then you've got Cosgrove there, but also as well, you're getting people coming in behind, uh, like Ferguson or Shinny, whoever it is, that kind of takes a turn to go forward. McLaren and McGinn, it's just gives far more options. The the, the match low, losing him is going to be a big blow. However, yeah. I hope, uh, and I know there's been talk about after a striker, I, I think more going back, hope probably changes it in terms of McInnes realising that an attack, a proper attacking fullback helps. No disrespect to Con- Andy Considine because Andy Considine, terrific servant, not servant, terrific player for Aberdeen. Um, you know what you get with Considine, but I think if we get a proper attacking fullback and the um, like low, it, it just adds so much to our game. Yeah. Yes. Um, I, I totally agree with that. I mean, there is the option if we need it for Shinny to go in that position and um, go back to his roots almost um, and have, you know, so long as the likes of Gleason and Campbell step up to for if um, they come in. It seems we do have the option to fall back on, but no, I totally agree. I would rather get a more athletic left back in there um, who can get up and down the pitch. I mean, Constein will do shift at the back, but He's not got the pace. I mean, he was never the, the quickest when he was at his pump anyway. Um, he's certainly lost a bit of pace now, and I don't. Th- I think he's more vulnerable at left back um, than has than he was maybe even a couple of seasons ago. Yeah, um, still a very handy squad player to have. I mean, he's obviously oh, yeah, done pretty well. I mean, there's been the odd mistake, but um, you know, it's apart from the St Johnson game, there's been nothing really horrific, and he's done a decent enough job and of course he got a double against uh, Dundee last week as well so he lost against Dundee yeah five goals and out of his last six have all come against Dundee yeah (laughs) you wonder if he was going to get the hat trick last week I was hoping that would happen but didn't quite happen the the interest it did as well with uh, the Dean Campbell situation in terms of he's obviously trusted Dean Campbell to go on his first sub and to have a, a, a well a very young midfield pairing against a heart side that's pretty physical but he's trusted Campbell and it's not the first time because against Celtic as well Campbell was the one that was trusted as well yeah at the end of last season so I mean I know we've known for a while he made his debut at such a range there's massive hopes for him mm-hmm. um, but it's interesting whether maybe potentially he kind of just thinks well he's he's capable he's always thinks he's capable Trust him to put him in there. Um, I don't think, though, that, that he would want to maybe have the situation where you've got such a young centre midfield partnership because I think maybe at times they might get, get bullied a wee bit. I don't know. Because yeah. Ferguson certainly, if Lewis Ferguson isn't someone that's going to get bullied uh, because we've seen it um, in various games whereby he's very much, uh, he's not frightened anyone. Mm-hmm. So. But I, I would think he would prefer to have Ferguson and Shinny as a midfield too. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I would say that's the case. But yeah, we mentioned Dundee. They, they obviously were involved um, in midweek last week and were involved at the weekend in two games they probably wrote off um, playing against Celtic who 
were also um, involved in midweek, two wins in a row for Celtic and they're, they're now three points clear at the top. No, sorry, one point clear. It's three points clear of us ahead of um, the Boxing Day game, which should be quite interesting. Yeah, um, just a bit, yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't just kind of started to now, after picking up a wee bit, deteriorating again. Though they've, they've had a tough run of actuals. Yeah, I think they're just. I mean, Kay Miller didn't even start the weekend, which, you know, they're obviously focused on the game in midweek against. I think they've got Livingston at home. Um, they're obviously. And then I think after that. Um, I can't remember who they've got after that. Um, but yeah, I mean, the last four has been against the top four. That, that showed how hard it's been for them. Yeah. Um, they picked up a point against Rangers, but apart from that, yeah, I mean, they're shipping goals again. Mm-hmm. They've lost 11 in the last three, which. It's terrible. <laughs> you can't see anything else apart from that. It's just it's, you're going to get relegated if you lose that amount of goals. Yeah, exactly. It's um, look, I mean, we spoke about it when he got the job. Mountain just hoping to get to January and make some signings, but um, they've, they better have them lined up quickly because they they've still got big problems defensively. Um, and Jack Hamilton, not picking in him, but um, it's he's a keeper that needs confidence and he's a good um sitting half pair in front of him because he can be quite ropey at times and that's why Hearts let him go so um, yeah I mean they did okay at Parkhead um, holding it for 43 minutes and then Michael Johnson stepped up good finish you know, two goals in the, in the week and then made it three in the week with a second win in the second half um, in a week when Edward got injured um, and can confirm Celtic's worries when after the transfer window where they all had two strikers, Griffiths obviously we spoke about his problems last week and, and then Edward gets injured, which I think from what I'm hearing, he might be back for Aberdeen. He's certainly back for um the old firm game um this weekend. Oh, sorry, Celtic versus Rangers before anyone gets offended by the old firm term. Uh, I mean uh, out of that though has come uh, Mikey Johnson getting his chance again mm-hmm. and what a double he scored on Saturday. The first one yeah. in particular in the box, but it's far too much space, first of all. But mm-hmm. still, the twist and turn scores, and then the second goal that he scores, how is he given so much space to score a header? He wasn't the only one there as well that could have scored a header, mm-hmm. I think, as well. That that was the thing from Dundee's point. Dundee against Aberdeen and Celtic tried to do the same thing, just defend and let both <laughs> teams play in front of them. You can't do that. No. Um, they're not good enough. It's different if you've got a solid defence. You can do that. If you've not got a solid defence, you're just inviting trouble. And Celtic are back to playing with that swashbuckling style whereby they just look like they can score for fun. It was 3 0 going on about 6 or 7 um, against Aberdeen as well. Red and D. It was 5 1 going on 8 1. Um, yeah. uh, aye, worrying times for Dundee, but the window's coming close and they did say they'll be judged by what they do in the window. But. <laughs> I still think St Mirren are the better team of the two. Um. I don't think there's much, but you know, um, I think Dundee took a bit of a risk writing those games off because um, all, all race going to Petodge and Parkhead, two of the um, toughest games to get points from. So, but you know, as that's been happening when they've lost eight goals in two games, St Mirren have went to Motherwell and got the first away win of the season, and going three points clear and obviously Hamilton drew at the weekend with Kilmarnock who've obviously been going well so you know they've actually fallen um, three and five points adrift of those two respectively it's a bit of a risk I mean they need to get signings in quickly and hope they gel quickly um, and 
but I mean, he, he did well with Ross County with that tactic um, a couple of years ago when he first took the job. Um, so he's also hoping Lightning shakes twice. But, you know, they've got a minus 29 goal difference. I mean, that just sums up the problems they've got. They need to tighten up that defence quickly. Um, you know, get someone in the holding midfield role even just to give them a bit of protection. Because their shipping goals are fun. Um, and, you know, just start getting... Uh, victories in the board again. I've seen the it's, St, it's Livingston and St Johnson both home games, um, so they've got to target. I mean that's not that's not going to be easy trying to get six points off those teams. I mean both sides have been doing well, um, so yeah, it's a bit of a risky one that they've written off these two games and now going into them with no form uh, no momentum at all. Yeah, St Mirren have got a tough couple of games coming up as well. Don't they've got St Johnson and Boxing Day at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we've got Kamarnik away in the 29th so yeah. that's two tough games for them as well but as we've said most of the season that most of these games this season are tough because of the competitive nature of the league mm-hmm. uh, I think the thing as well with St Mirren though they've at least they've, they've picked up a, a few kind of decent results recently I mean there's, there was a result at the weekend there was the draw against Hibs they beat Hearts there's been a couple of clean sheets in there I, I do think uh, there's a bit more that you can think you can say yeah um, they got better However, Jan, they could change everything because it depends who comes, who goes. Yeah. I think the guys like Adam Hamill, um, you know, he gives them a bit of hope because he's got that um, ability um, to turn the game within five minutes just with a couple of bits of skill or, you know, shooting 45, 55 yards. I've got a season for Jackson as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a good weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, so. If we back to Celtic then, we touched on a wee bit. Obviously, a back top of the league, playing well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't see their game against Motherwell, but, um, you know, six goals, two two clean sheets, um, two victories. Couldn't have been a better few days um, for them in terms of getting their group back after losing um, to Hibs. Um, as you say, Johnson stepping up. There's um, a chance that Christie could be back for the game on Wednesday. Although well, they he came are, on at the weekend. Yeah, aye. Oh, well, I didn't even so, realise he'd come on, so he could well go back into the team on Wednesday. Um, I think he probably will start at Ibrox um, because Rogic has been confirmed that he's not going to be able to make it because um, Australia have got this Asian Cup starting, which is also yeah. affecting Hibs as well because they've got... Is it th- yeah, three away because Martin Boyle, um, yeah, it's Milligan and... Uh, was McLaren. McLaren, yeah. So it's a very times far more than what it is Celtic. I mean, yeah, it's not ideal for any team to lose players, but Hibs, uh, the fact they're missing three players, they actually could have asked for the Hearts game to be postponed. They've decided not to postpone it. Whether that might, um, prove to run, I don't know, but it's that way you prefer to play games, not have yeah. to kind of catch up. Celtic are in the position whereby they can cover for Rodgers a bit better. I I like been in and out the team recently, but Boyle, Boyle's a, a big miss. I think Hibs, when Boyle and Hort, I think Horgan as well, the two of them are playing, I just think Hibs look a far better side. Um, yeah. Portis has been playing well recently, although he was a wee bit lucky to be still in the park um, at McGinn Rangers last week. Um, you know, he's still been playing pretty well um, these last couple of games, been getting rave reviews. He's obviously been a player that's been progressing well. He was a youth team captain last season, had started a few games, and this season he stepped up to play. Um, I mean, that's you no know, good youth development, but uh, with regards to 
the players the, the the Hearts game. I think the reason they didn't call that off was because of the potential money they could lose from it. Because they've obviously it's a sellout. You know, Comfort Box has been sold out, and uh, it's obviously on the television. So probably that's um, taking over as much as anything. Um, but to be honest, they could have rearranged that for um, near the end of the season. Um, if they've both got nothing to play for, and it would still sell out, and it would probably still be in the telly because it's that big a draw. But they're obviously gambling um, and trying to win without these three players, and it'll be interesting to see if they do. Yeah, I mean, certainly they've got a slightly better form out of the two. Uh, not, not by much, because mm-hmm. I haven't been kind of great recently, but I think. Oh, I think Hibs, I think by the end of the season, Hibs will find some of hearts. The way to th- um, the two sides are going, you would. Um, potential things. So I mean, Hibs also had a bad run, but they've shown signs the last couple of weeks of picking up. Um, obviously, beating Celtic and drawing with Rangers in a game they they could have lost, but they also could have won. They had a couple of chances themselves. Um, they would have been disappointed with drawing with Livingston, but Livingston's not an easy side. Um, yeah. And that's a game that they did well to come back from being a goal behind and you know suffering uh, for missing a penalty. Um, which sums up Canberra's form just now, but they still dug in and got that point. Um, but Hibs have had a pretty decent December, apart from the the loss against Kilmarnock. They've had two draws, two wins. Yeah, yeah, they've certainly picked up the last four, and um, they'll certainly be confident um, going to Ibrox trying to get something. Although it would obviously be an easy win for them, but they'll still have the likes of Boyle in the team for that game. Um, so. You just never know, but they've also, obviously the next couple of games are really tough for them. And if they can Aye. come through this way, three or four points um, from the two, then they're doing pretty well for the month. Yeah, I mean, well, well, well I think Hibs are not, Hibs not unbeaten against Rangers. Well, this they've only played Rangers once this season. Was it last season they had a pretty good record against them as well, did they not? Yeah, yeah they've won... Um, they won the two games at Ibrox. Um, they lost one at Easter Road, and there was also that five-five game at the end of the season. Oh, yeah, I was what the yeah. loss. Yeah, and then this year they also drew 0-0 in the rearranged game, and they're playing each other next week. So, um, so yeah, I have so fancy that one. The, the game last midweek, uh, I seen a bit of it. Uh, Rangers certainly first half. I put up a poll in the podcast where Rangers ruined their missed chances. Uh, the poll thought that Rangers wouldn't regret. Missing the chances, but yeah, it turned out now now when I think uh, Neil Lennon would have probably been happier with the point um, than what Gerard was. Oh, without a doubt. Um, it's you know because Rangers have obviously um, got aspirations to try and um, put as much pressure on Celtic as possible, and we'll obviously be coming onto their game and some of the comments that were made by Stephen Gerrard at the end of today's game against St Johnson. Um, I thought were yeah. completely and utterly disrespectful and out of order to go to say that um, we shouldn't have to work so hard at a venue like this. I thought it was ridiculous. Um, not the first time from Gerard. No, it's not. He, he, set the, he set the tone in the first league game of the season. Um, the, cl- the whole class above comments and all that type of thing. And whether he's trying to imply that, well, Rangers are a superior being, that they, they just need to turn up. Well, that's a dangerous game. Um I think it's a dangerous game but I mean 
I mean, what's he been doing the last nine weeks with regards to St. Johnson? Has he just looked at St. Johnson and thought, well, they lost 6 now to Celtic, so we can do the same? Well, St. Johnson the last nine weeks went in a eight-game unbeaten run where they only conceded goals in one of those games. Um, you know, they were in the top six in merit. And, all right, I mean, I didn't see um, the full game also brief highlights but from what I heard St John's were worthy of their lead at half time so he went in oh they were definitely they were more than worthy of the lead at half time it could have been, yeah. could have been 3-0 yeah uh, and I think the chances of us as well yeah and I mean and I think focusing only in the first half performance when really he should be giving his guys credit for turning it around I mean from being 1-0 down and turning it around to 1-2-1 win, win, putting in a better second half performance I think it should be giving his lads a bit of credit it would have been I mean, yeah, they were poor in the first half, but I think you should look at the overall picture and how they turned it turned around a difficult situation. And I just think yeah. his comments were out of order um, and downright, dis- downright disrespectful. But the media will not pick up on that because of who said it. But you don't hear manage. Look, Brendan Rodgers has obviously been unbeaten. It was obviously unbeaten for a while and hasn't had many defeats, but. He doesn't come out and say we shouldn't be losing against this sort of side and we shouldn't be playing this bad against this sort of team. You know, he's always more complimentary to the opposition. Um, and yeah. most managers in the league are pretty much the same. So I think Gerard needs to um, stop listening to Jim Trainer. to be perfectly honest. Uh, I mean, the, th- the thing is, he's, he's obviously still learning as a manager. I mean, on the field, things are going pretty well for him, um, mm-hmm. generally, this season. But yeah... I don't really understand. Uh, the, the only thing I would say is the, the, the negative criticism he was given was as a team as a collective as opposed to singling out players. But I just don't think you criticise your team in, in the public. Maybe behind closed doors. I mm-hmm. say, yep, right, you didn't do well enough and there's a bit more to it maybe after the game. But yeah, they won. Um, mm-hmm. Though, saying that, if we think back to Alex Ferguson, Aberdeen, he, he was quite often not happy with even when Aberdeen won. Um, but I, I just think <coughs> when your manager just learning your trade and your... Yeah. Maybe need to be a more, uh, media savvy. Mm-hmm. I think the Ferguson thing was the one-off, um, the yeah. Scottish Cup final in 83, 10 days after we won in Gothenburg, and I think he, underest- he underestimated the fact that we went through a long season and won the Cup Winners' Cup and... He was too blinded by a poor performance in the cup final, even though we won it. And then he realised later on, I've made a mistake here, I should have been um, saving that. But how rarely, I mean, that was one off from an Aberdeen point of view, and you rarely heard him criticise his players in public at Manchester United um, in his 27 years there. Um, yeah. And it just shows as well. But um, I think Gerard needs to, you know, he, he obviously should be aware of the media because he was in the spotlight for so many years as a player at Liverpool and then as a pundit at BT Sport um, but obviously it's a different game when you're the manager because you've got to do it every single week um, apart from the BBC but he um, he, needs, he needs to take in some media training and be a bit more respectful um, towards opponents and try not to criticise his players too much you know they should be given more credit for the way they turned that around today yeah um, the, the, the two games are uh, very contrasting in terms of game against Hibs game against St Johnson two sides of Morellas against Hibs uh, Morellas was that huffy child that nothing was going his way and it, it's, he just wasn't happy at all whereas today playing with a smile on his face um, two really well taken goals I mean uh, 
I could praise Rangers, but I could also criticise maybe St. John's a wee bit. I thought both goals that Rangers scored, St. John'son light balls into the box, far too, mm-hmm. too easy. Yeah. Uh, easily. Um, but not taking away from that, Mirella's, the first goal he scores is just desire. He wants to win that ball. He's winning it. And then the second ball, uh, second goal, sorry, great run, uh, takes the defender away, comes back, instinctive finish, and that's what Mirella's is all about. Instinctive finishes. But oh, I think when he's got time to think about it, he's not as good. But give him a half chance, give him a, a chance that you don't think he'll score, he'll probably score it. Um, yeah. And that showed, to, it showed today, match winner, um, and showed why he's so you know, highly rated. Yeah, second goal's a terrific finish. Um, you know, the way he got his across his defender. Um, I think, in terms of the blocking the crosses, I think the first one... Um, was it Ricky Foster who was out there shutting down Middleton? I think he believes that Middleton's come back in his right foot because Middleton is predominantly right-footed, but Middleton puts it in with his left foot. It's a terrific ball, to be fair, curling away from the goalkeeper and just asking for someone to get their head in it, and Morales wants it more. The second one, um, I don't know how people haven't sussed out that Rangers' um, main source of crosses into the box is going to come from Tavernier, and they should be getting it much quicker because um, Tavernier's delivery is terrific I mean defensively I think he's very suspect but going forward he's brilliant um, he's actually wonder why is he not playing as a right winger but his crossing was um, his cross was a, a peach and it was a lovely finish by Morelos and yeah I think he's got yeah I think Tavi has got the most um, assist in the league I'm not surprised with that um, his delivery is terrific no, whether it's it, because he takes most of the set pieces as well, so they're bound to get a lot of joy from it because he he's got a wand of a right foot. Um, but yeah, good result for Rangers. Keeps them in touch with Celtic, although Celtic do have that game in hand um, to play at some point. But it makes things very interesting ahead of a a tough fixture schedule because both Rangers and Celtic have tough games in Boxing Day before they play each other um, next Saturday. Yeah. Um... It is. Kamarik picked up another good one. No, sorry, they didn't pick up a good no, they one. They didn't. <laughs> no. They dropped points uh, against Hamilton, uh, which was a bit of a surprise, especially yeah. after going ahead. They will open the scoring. Another uh, one way you're kind of questioning the defender a wee bit, but credit to Brophy, gets the ball, turns, takes out from two players, finishes it. Yeah. Um, maybe even arguably Hamilton could have won that game. Yeah, from what I saw in the... Highlights on the BBC website. Um, I missed the scene tonight. Um, Hamilton looks as though they had probably the better of the chances, but yeah, it's weird that Kilmarnock have only picked up um, two points against Hamilton, yet they've been able to also beat you know, um, beat Celtic this season and um, pick up good points against the sides at the top. So, um, a wee bit of a surprise that result, but Brophy takes his goal well, and very rare do you see a player celebrating a goal against his former club. Um, he certainly seems to enjoy it, but definite penalty, although Hamilton initially complained that he should allow play on because um, McKinnon put the ball in the net, but a lot of players had stopped. It was a well taken penalty by Miller. Yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, I think he's got 100% record in terms of him, penalties. Yeah, he has, yeah. But- Plus. What are you going to say? I was just going to say, possibly should have had a goal um, himself later for open play, but missed yeah. his chance. Um, Kamaric, though, in terms of fixtures coming up, they've certainly got more favourable fixtures because against bottom six teams, 
uh, Motherwell away and then St Mirren at home. So, yeah, maybe you probably would rather have those fixtures than maybe some of the other teams. However, Motherwell, have, you don't know what Motherwell will turn up each week, but they have picked up a bit recently, and then as we say again, St Mirren have picked up a bit recently. So, well, we say they've um, picked up. They've actually lost four out of the last six games. I would rather well. Yeah, I still think they have, but that's what they. You don't know week to week what they'll do. No. To be fair, Mother are team that should probably not be where they are, but um, they're, they're still in a position. They're nine points cleared in D um, and six clear St. Mars. They've still got that little cushion, but you don't want to be, um, you know, get complacent in that because you can get yourself in a bit of a rut um, and then end up in a position where you can't buy a win. But um, I think they'll be okay. They've obviously got that game where. Hamilton over the festive period. If they win that, you'd imagine they'd pull away. But if Hamilton win that, then it pulls Motherwell right back in it. Yeah. But it's actually going to quickly because I was. It, it doesn't seem like they're going to go since the cup final. I know. And I'm thinking then all this football's been played. I know. It's been a, it's been a very busy, but um, a very quick December. Aye. As um, we said. Um, but Still pissed. Aye. It's been enjoyable. And still two games left. Yeah. For each team. So I think uh, we've not covered anyone, but I think we have covered everyone. Oh, yeah, Levy we kind of touched on. But yeah, yeah Levy continue to just do well, do what, do what Levy do. The, the ball that Gallagher plays through for the Hardy's terrific, the run by Hardy's terrific, yeah. the finisher's terrific. I think Hardy's got the best goals to minutes ratio at the moment. Yeah. Uh, Sammy Claus goes at the second. Best. Like, go over 109 minutes. He's been in terrific form since he's come back into the team. Hardy's obviously spent the first bit of the season out injured, but he's come back with a point, you know, as if um, he was looking to make up for lost time. And what's that? Four or five goals in the last four or five games? Yeah, four goals. I go every 68 minutes. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that is one thing that's uh, much that they've been really good defensively. They've not had someone maybe prolific um, in front of the goal. We've been getting goals and adding the team, but nothing, no one that's really kind of stood out. Whereas, yeah, Hardy's come in and just been terrific since he's come in. Yeah. And I was reading Kilmarnock took something like 2,400 or 2,500 to Hamilton. Yeah, I did. Very impressive. Yeah, out of a 3,400 crowd, that's really good. Yeah, and there was debate over whether even Hamilton had 1,200 in the world. Don't know what they're counting. Because it looked pretty sparse at the Hamilton end. But, yeah, I think come on at this season, uh, the away sport has been pretty good. I think when you consider the, I think their average home gets about five thousand, but they've been mm-hmm. generally taking maybe anything between kind of one and a half and two and a half thousand away games. So, yeah, it's certainly a good uh, hardcore following there. Yeah, home away. Yeah, because it used to be they would only take about three hundred um, to places like Petardry and um, like maybe eight hundred at best to Parkhead, Ibrooks, um, you know. Tynecastle, but now they're taking a good bit more. That's, um, and that just comes with the fact that team's been doing so much better. And no, well done to them. Um, you know, and well done to those who are actually um, turning up to games for them. And be interesting to see how how they do over the festive period. Um, but they're certainly having a great season again. And credit to Steve Clark, who just you know can't really praise him enough. 
credit to the players as well because the players yeah. have obviously bought into it all and they are performing terrifically. I mean. mm-hmm. so, yeah, it's all, all good at Kilmarnock generally, apart from um, a couple of things off the pitch in terms of a couple of directors leaving recently. But mm-hmm. don't know what the the story is behind that, whether we'll get to find out. But yeah, certainly on the pitch, everything's going well. So yeah, and even there's a lot of good things happening off the pitch as well. Um, in terms of the community and stuff like that and different things that I see out fair bit so yeah, yeah. Uh, move on to the championship yeah and the right uh, yeah I was just going to mention Commander's rivals here um, surrendered their top spot because they drew yes. at Dunfermline and Ross County went top with a pretty comfortable win over um, Partick who just can't get going at all but they were fortunate that Falker also lost um, to Dundee United but were overtaken by Alwa. Um Great win for them beating yeah. Korea South, who are struggling now because Stephen Dobie's out injured for a few weeks. Aye, absolutely. Um, in terms of the championship as well, you've got to use it with Dundee United getting takeover and stuff like that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a bunch of Americans have taken them over. So it's obviously Stephen Thompson's wanted to sell for a long time and it's finally happening. So that's the two Dundee clubs got American owners. Aye, I mean, it would just be that. But it's, he's, he's basically bought the majority of Dundee United, what, 85% of the shares? Yeah. So, I mean, that's, yeah, fair investment. Yeah, well, they need to get themselves up, but they're only four points behind. Um, and considering they started the month, or I say they started the month, they ended last month with a 5 0 home defeat by air. Um, they've kept themselves in contention, and they've also got the the muscle to strengthen in January, more muscle than any other team in the league, so you'd expect them to be up there fighting at the end. I think it's between Ross County and Dundee for the top spot, and then you've got to say right now, Kelly Thistle, despite the amount of draws they've been having, are firm favourites for the other playoff spot, but you just never know what can happen. Because um, I yeah. think even from 4th to 7th, there's a six-point gap, which isn't a lot, although Kelly Thistle have that game in hand. Um so it'll be interesting, but it's aye, there's plenty, aye, plenty to play for in there. I mean, yeah, you've at got, both ends, all ends, mm-hmm. well, all ends. All there's ends. no the middle's <laughs> one end, but you know what I mean. <laughs> in terms of high, <laughs> oh no! If Chris was here, you know, you know what he would be saying, Chris. If you're listening, <laughs> when you hear that, I know you'll be chuckling. Uh, so. Yeah, League Two. Uh, sorry, not League Two. League One. I've been also lost our unbeaten record. Yeah, a bit of a Christmas miracle that. Um, so only Liverpool now the um, the only unbeaten team in Britain. So, but yeah, still got a ten point cushion, um, which is beyond what a lot of people thought they'd do. So, but a terrific win for Aith Rovers, um, going there and winning, and um, maybe laying down the market to say we're ready for you if you slip up again and obviously the yep. two sides will need to play each other twice between now and the end of the season um, there's a lot to play for um, so yeah I'm noticing there's a bit of a gap developing between 7th um, and 8th um, so it looks like there's it's going to be a bottom 3 of Dumbarton breaking into Dennis Muir the way things are going and then maybe but Dumbarton yeah, I think will I think Dumbarton will do well in Johnny probably in terms of Jim Duffy being manager in terms of yeah. contacts he's got in terms of getting players in yeah. yeah, you plus, can see that for a few of the managers will win that league probably. Yeah, plus to be fair, um, they're only five points behind Strad who've got the game in hand, but 
Um, that's a team they could probably hold back in. But um, yeah, same on Trose in fourth place. You know, Stuart Peach is still doing a, a terrific job. You no, know, yeah. for a team that nearly went out the the league in 2015, and um, they could well be in the playoffs but then there's a few teams bunched together um, themselves this now there's only one point um, between those three places um, but he's five winning at the weekend as well so they keep themselves well yeah, seated in third yeah I mean League 1 the interesting thing is the two that get relegated in 8th and ninth place from uh, the Championship last season yeah I know and both have changed manager yeah I think though uh, Dumbarton will still be looking to try to get in the playoffs the, 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 the promotion playoffs not yeah obviously, obviously. Yeah, not the I, hope, I hope they're not looking to get in the ninth place because then there's all sorts of match oh. fixing allegations going on and exactly. I don't think Jim Duffy would buy that pardon the oh. um, but like, yeah um, but League 2 the top 3 all winning um, double, yeah Edinburgh beat Cowdenbeath uh, Peterhead hammered um, Stan Arbin and Clyde won comfortable away to poor Albion Rovers who well only five points all season um, it's just not looking good for them and it's aye that's a bit of an understatement aye they are yeah they're really struggling yeah. it, eight points it, behind wasn't I'm trying to think it wasn't that long ago they were in the championship am I right? I'm sure no they didn't that. go up as far as the championship Um they no. obviously got promoted to League One under Dan Young. Um, That's right. Aye, they were not far off getting in the playoffs, maybe. Yeah, and they were a um, debatable goal away um, from knocking range the Scottish Cup at Ibrox as well. Yeah. Um, but they went in a bad run towards the end of last season. They fell bottom for the only time last season on the last day of the season, which also put yeah. them down, and it's just been downward spiral ever since. Um, but yeah, it's. Kevin Harper's got his work to cut because it's not as if he, you can say he'll make changes in January because I'll be nervous aren't exactly a wash of money and when they've only got 320 turned up for a game it's they're not going to get much through the turnstiles either Ah, you maybe be looking at potentially players getting released from other clubs and maybe picking up some of them that, or whether even from like the likes of the juniors or, or anything like that as well Yeah Lower League Higher League and we're going to touch on that as well. What's happening there? Yeah. Um, so in the the Highland League, um, Cove are five points clear of Fraserburgh and have a game in hand. I mean, I think you were all expecting Cove to be the ones that win that league. Um, yeah, they've got the financial power, um, and certainly out of the teams I've seen, Highland League's got a fair bit of speed. It's been a terrible fan as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cove. Far enough away, I would say that they can a better side. Yeah. Um, well, they've got a, a goal difference of plus fifty just now. Um, although Fraser have a goal difference of forty-seven. Uh, yeah, if you look at the other end of the table, though, at the bottom yeah. side, Fort William have a <laughs> minus one hundred and thirty-two. Excuse <laughs> me. <laughs> you alright there, John? <laughs> I've had a bit of a cough the last few weeks, but and then you mentioned that. Yeah, uh, two point. Was it? Aye, two points minus seven. Because they also get points to touch to the start of the season. Yes. Um, um, but then lost it. I don't think you can get relegated from that league, though. No, I don't think. Uh, it's so. one of them. Mind you, that that might change soon, but um, because certainly I've touched on it a bit early in the season. By all accounts, in that season, it is definitely happening. This new tiered system, mm-hmm. which is going to incorporate the 
the likes of the Easter Scholar League, the juniors, and etc. etc. So, mm-hmm. not this season, but maybe potentially the following season. Yeah. Uh, it, it won't be as uh, easy for them. Well, not easy for them, but mm-hmm. they can't just like maybe go through the motions or just playing and there's nothing, no punishment effectively at the end of the season. Yeah, and you need that because I mean, we've spoken about for um, the top fl- the the top leagues for years that you know East Stirling, for example, went through a number of years where they were always the worst team in Scotland by a country mile, but were never ever relegated, and then they also finally did in twenty sixteen. Um, you know, and that that thing's shaken up that there's a playoff. I know it's only been one relegation out of four um, since that playoff came in, but it should send out a warning to these teams that. You know, don't go through emotions. Think you're just going to survive. It's not going to be easy. And Cowdenbeath were quite lucky in their playoff last season. Um, so Albion Rovers will have their work out if, unless they somehow get out of it. Um, yeah, something that definitely needs to address with this new system coming into play, whereby there is more opportunity for teams to progress, as yeah. opposed to being uh, still much of a play much close shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the oh, Lowland he's... League. I'm seeing. Sorry, on your good He's got Brader top. Um, mm. BSE Glasgow second Kelly Hart's obviously Barry Ferguson story third and there's a jobby on the pitch Spartans are in fourth <laughs> yeah <laughs> we've all, we've, you've all seen it uh, brilliant from Gary Lodicard though as well that was who tweeted it and said it but, uh, basically that he wasn't there wasn't him he wasn't yeah. guilty yeah so, that, that was in reference to his uh, Italian 90 game against um, England versus Republic of Ireland where a bit came out during that game, and he a, rubbed a himself up. Nah, and he had to, um, you know, basically slide along the floor just to try and <laughs> remove some of it. <laughs> Aye, Merry, Merry Christmas if you're listening. Enjoy your chocolate log. <laughs> uh, oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, that could be your podcast title. Uh, uh, toilet humour. <laughs> oh no, I know. Literally. The, yeah. Oh no, I think we should go with Christmas edition. Well, I I do like that as well. Yes, yeah. uh, yeah, that probably has to be it. Yeah. Um, but uh, the situation with that, yeah, East Kilbride, um, certainly you think there's a fair bit of potential there in terms of the size of the place, where it is as well, um, in terms of picking up central belt players. So you could see them being a team potentially that could progress up the leagues to. I mean, it's early doors, not it? Only the lower league, and, but you could see them being a championship type team. Maybe even better um, mm-hmm. if they're ambitious enough, which yeah. I think they are. Yeah, I mean, I don't know much about this BSC Glasgow team, to be perfectly honest, but obviously there's been a lot said about Kelly Hearts and they've lured Barry Ferguson to um, help them out. Spartans have obviously been a team for years that I think spent a good bit underground, um, so they've also got aspirations for getting into the. Um, the league set up and East Kilbride we've also known about for a couple of years and doing pretty well so yeah anyone I mean you just never know what's going to happen these next few months um, but it should be interesting and um, hopefully it's a good conclusion and we get a good playoff out of it and that one of these teams no offence to teams in the um, no offence I'll be in over if it's them or Berwick or whoever but you want to see someone from either Lowland League or Highland League come in through the playoff system Definitely. And show it works because it needs freshness. Um, yes. Got... And you've Absolutely. seen the you've seen the impact that some teams 
when they've been put into the football league in the past, um, through the election system as it was then, obviously Calathus and Ross County, the impact they made in Scottish football, Peter Head have done um, all right for themselves. Look at Edinburgh City just now. Edinburgh City, yeah, exactly, through that system. Annan have held their own. Um, they haven't got promoted yet, but you know they've put themselves in the playoff positions the um, last couple of seasons, so yeah, it's nice to have a bit of freshness about it. Um, if, you go for, if you go further back as well, Ross County, yeah, I did say Charlie that. Aye. They were the first ones I mentioned, John. So you obviously must have switched oh, off. I must have switched off. Aye. <laughs> what you think about the chocolate log at Spartans? Oh, <laughs> snow bomb this year. <laughs> a snow bomb. <Hopefully. laughs> I missed that. <laughs> uh, what's that? The snow bomb. Aye. It's a. It's kind of. I prefer white chocolate to milk chocolate. So. Ah, managed right. to. We've got two. We, I don't know how I get on with this, but yeah, we've got a couple of different desserts as you do at Christmas. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would at least maybe eat some of that. Generally, I have cheese and biscuits. There's my dessert. Yeah. If I've got any room. Hi, <laughs> that's the thing. But we all know after the the big Christmas dinner, whatever it may be, whether it's roast roast beef or turkey, whatever your preference is, that you're you feel stuffed afterwards, but you still make room for your pudding, even if it's like an hour later. <laughs> It's but, almost like a footballer, they're like knackered after 90 minutes, it's finished the draw, you're in the cup, you go into extra time, you just get through it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, aye. <laughs> aye, it's like, oh, um, aye, instead of playing through an injury, it's like, I'm playing through a, um, a full stomach, oh, if I have yes. to, I'll squeeze, I'll just squeeze that um, snowballer, um fit or whatever it is that you end up having Aye. I don't know what we're having for Christmas um, pudding <laughs> yet I've absolutely no idea what we're having for pudding it's no chocolate yeah. log anyway <laughs> well, you never know Aye. it might be Aye. I've only yeah. one for Spartans <laughs> I was going to say something but I won't um, if I might just say it you'll probably have a chocolate log afterwards um, so <laughs> <laughs> yes I- and speaking about Christmas, um, obviously <laughs> we ran a, a, um, a discussion on the Facebook page. Um, so thanks yeah. to everyone who contributed. Um, yeah, you know, Twitter did, as well. We did have a couple on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, but mostly Facebook, yeah. Yeah, I'll be honest, I picked it from that because there wasn't a massive response on Twitter, but the, the Facebook one certainly got a lot. So um, there were some really good suggestions in there. Um, but I've put the, I've deliberately put the team in the Four two three ones because when you pi- when you picture it, it's like the Christmas tree formation. So it's oh, like... <laughs> brilliant. brilliant! Yes, so I'll post it in full view on Facebook. So, um, so the goalkeeper, it was a choice between Jim Slayton and uh, Stefan Claus. I went with Stefan Claus. Ah, I, I, yeah, I like that much one. better. Yeah. So the back four, um, Slay Logan. Yeah, that was a courtesy of. Yet again, showing that probably I'm the least funniest member of the family, because uh, we've already had the fact of our my father-in-law with the the disco the Talbot disco lights, which was actually the sun, and yeah, that was the, my wife that went for Slay Logan. So yeah, and can I just say I don't know if um, off the ball did this same thing yesterday. So if they did, we're not trying to steal it. Um, we're actually inspired by off, um, Stuart and Tam with these sorts of things. <laughs> but got Aye, I think everyone, I think loads of folk are doing it this time of year. But we try to keep yeah. it Scottish and. The, yeah. We will let you finish, but we'll come on to the ones that were not Scottish because there's a couple that are Bellers. 
Aye, like um, Redvine Mistletoe or whatever it was um, was one of them. All oh, right, well you've just you've just said it there, right? You said <laughs> one of them. The, the, the one I like, and again, this is the misses, Andy Carroll singer. <laughs> yes, yeah, I've mind that one. Which is terrific. Aye, so we had um, Ugo Eginog. <laughs> <laughs> Is <laughs> um, one of the centre halves along with Charlie Muldbrew. Oh and, yes, yeah. yeah. And speaking of Charlie Muldbrew, um, he—I I don't know if you saw the thing on Twitter. He yeah. went to a, a fancy dress party dressed as uh, Mar from Home Alone, and it was Aye. brilliant. The iron yeah. mark in the head was just class. So well done, yeah, Charlie. Um, I don't really like this choice for left back, but I, I've got to do it for Craig because um, you know he just put it in because it was just so bad. Slay Wallace. Oh, that was, yeah, it's poor. He, he, he's seen Slay Logan and he's just gone out copy that. Yeah. Really. Poor effort, Craig. If you're listening yeah. to, the, to the podcast, uh, step up your game. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, he's getting the sympathy. I will say, mind you, talking about that, actually, he was he came in from the cold, didn't he? Christmas Medical. Lee Wallace coming off the bench today. Oh, hi, that's right. Um, and yeah, I heard he got we're a actually recording this on Sunday, which is a weird thing. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's like... I was watching it, I was thinking, Lee Wallace? Yeah. What's he doing? I heard that on the radio and I thought, is it Christmas or April Fool's? Um, but, and from what I heard, they well, got a good reception as well. But, yeah, that was random. Um, both Flanagan and Barisic must have been injured then for that to happen. Yeah, Barisic, is, uh, Barisic come off. Uh, and by all accounts, it's going to be a, a long-term one. Yeah, that's a shame. Um He's not had a lot of luck with injury since he's come to Rangers, and he looks a good player too. Um, but another Craig classic um, for midfield, Murray Davidson, who was playing the St. Johnson game today. Murray Davidson, I maybe, I maybe give that. No, one. he 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 put in Mur, uh, Murray is in um, Frankincense and Mur. So right, maybe better with Murray though, Murray Davidson. Aye, Merry Christmas. Yeah, Craig, you need to. Um, Get more inspiration. Has <laughs> uh, he paid you last week? Has he is he is he slapped you a wee Christmas bonus to get these players in? Well, if he has, he's um, not. Um, my check's still missing, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if um, someone's picked it up and um, ran away with it, <laughs> put it to yeah. an old address, <laughs> or, a, or, a, or a Rangers transfer fund or something like that. Like, <laughs> take me Rangers fan. Yeah, intercepted by Mister S. Gerrard. <laughs> um, so. Davidson's partnered by Evander Snow. That was an obvious one. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the the three um, behind the front man. We've got Ivan Sprouts. Aye, um, yeah, like it. Yeah, Robbie Winters an obvious one. I know he was aye. in the second, but he played as a left winger at times for Aberdeen too. Um, aye, aye. Charlie St Nicholas. <laughs> uh, and I love this. There was a good few suggestions for striker, but um, I picked uh, Fran- Francisco Santas. Santaza. Yeah, fair enough. I, yeah. I can't believe that Gary McKay Feaster Stevens not in there. Oh. Yeah, apologies for that. Yeah, he was Yeah, that was cl- that's like thinking outside the box we might as well. Yeah, there was a couple uh, of good know? there was a couple of good selections. You had Mary Miller as um for Kenny Miller, but it's not quite yeah. the same. Ted McGamboa. Christmas Gamboa, yeah. Yeah, I think I like there would have been one. a lot of them, like Ryan Christie and all all that type of thing. Um Ted McMint's pies. <laughs> <laughs> um, Carrot and Cole, another Craig classic. Yeah, yeah, aye, maybe, maybe yeah. give him that one. Yeah, um, there was a Gordon McQueen speech. Um, oh, oh, and then, like that. I know, and then there's two. Is that a Rangers fan? Was that a Rangers fan? I don't know. I've not clicked the profile to see. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, this next one was from a Celtic fans. Um, 
one that we obviously know, Chris, um, Terry Band-Aid Butcher, in reference to his headbands oh, for boy. England. He stood outside the box there as well. Yeah, and then the last one, um, uh, Raphael dreaming of a shite Christmas. Is he a Spartans no. fan? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> I'm surprised Derek White Christmas hasn't made it, but I'll, oh. I'll slip it in there as well. So. Oh, is that you? Aye, in there at the end, aye. Yeah. Jamie, Winter was, Jamie Winter was my suggestion. I forgot to list that. Um, aye, yep. Summer's bench. Decent summer's bench there as well, aye. Aye, so no, thank you to everyone who um, came up with suggestions. It was a good laugh reading them all. Even you, Craig. Yeah, well, thank you as well. Yes, thanks, Craig, for your Christmas cracker joke selection. <laughs> Um, Aye, but, that's a bargain Christmas cracker selection that he's got. Yeah. I don't know where he's bought his crackers for. Yeah. I think he's maybe made them himself. Aye, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I hope, I hope um, it's not his company that's produced the Christmas crackers that we're getting in two days' time. Because <laughs> then it really will be a bad oh. atmosphere. <laughs> if that's the that's kind of quality we're getting. <laughs> bad Santa, we bad Santa all over the place. Bad Santa, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is this um, the theme of a movie? What Craig's doing his spare time these days? Auditioning for Bad Santa? Well, I don't know, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's plenty of Christmas movies on. It seems it's a Christmas special, and with football, we, we, we go off in tangents. Yeah. Like, I, every year, I, I don't know. Maybe it's different when you get older, but... Oh, Christmas Day, the films are terrible. It's only if you've maybe got young kids. Yeah. They want to watch maybe the films that are on, but otherwise, yeah. you're like... Come on, like there's actually been films that have come out since two thousand. Um, yeah, it's I expect that. I think Christmas Tale in general is just uh, not been great to look at. Um, I think the only thing I've set to record is Home Alone two, but that's just um, so my boy can watch it because he liked the first one. Aye. Um, yeah, yeah, Home Alone's a classic. Die Hard mm-hmm. it is a Christmas film. Yeah, um, it's good. I don't, I'm not a big film watcher anyway, but yeah, so I, I struggle when it's like the Christmas films and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. maybe just nod off after that, the dinner. Yeah. Or get some board games out. Board games, I like a board game on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, a wee music game or a wee quiz or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Nah, it's on the TV. Aye. There was something else I had in my mind there, but... Yeah. Just listen to the podcast again. The, the, the TV's that bad. Just listen to this. Christmas. Well, it's not far off. I just put I probably I. Uh, maybe we should have done a, a Christmas uh, SFF podcast uh, speech of our own. We could do it now. Like, just <laughs> on, just uh, yes, it's been a very bad year for uh, some. It's been a good year for others. Mm-hmm. Uh, just think of your think of each other. Look after each other. Have respect. Yeah. Even for your rivals. Oh, I know what I was going to talk about. Talking about rivals, so Auckland <laughs> uh, Tower we come like Saturday league game. Um, for those that don't know so much, they're beside each other. Cumberland's a bigger place, Auckland is a smaller place, but Auckland are the most successful junior team and it must really stick in. And so are fans. So Cumberland have gone through a few managers this year. There's been a few sacks. Um, talking of Christmas, um, they've got <laughs> yeah. a player manager just now that'll be known to senior football Paul Burns. Might remember at Queen of South. Um, so, I mean, going into the game, um, Talbot, terrific form. Obviously, there's been the 
the Scottish Cup run the senior there's been a junior cup run there's been a trophy run already going well in the league won last mm-hmm. week against the league leaders 5 now. so everything important to a home win uh, Comnick obviously had a they've gone through a few different managers lost 7-1 last week um, so you're thinking right, maybe Tower just get a turn up it didn't quite work out like that it was one of those games whereby if you could package it um, and send it to everyone you, you'd find out why people love football so the underdogs come that come uh, go yeah 2-0 up Talbot get it back to 2-1 um, Talbot then have a penalty just before half time which is saved um, then early in the second half come that score go 3-1 ahead some people are starting to think, right, that's it, Christmas is ruined, uh, Comnick are going to win. Mind you, for Comnick, they've been delighted. Probably about 25 minutes to go or so, gets back to 2 all. Um, then gets back to 3 all. People are then thinking, oh, I'm happy, that's good, we've rescued a point. Oh, Christmas, terrific, Christmas is saved. Graham Wilson, <laughs> best striker in the juniors. You've seen the goal, uh, gets it. Terrific cross out of the box, flicks it up, volleys it, absolute bedlam chaos, just terrific scenes. It's one of those games whereby you would just want to show it to people that maybe don't like football and go, that's football. It had everything, mm-hmm. uh, both of oh, Aye, it was just terrific. And there was the, the pantomime villain as well at Christmas as well, um, which you need in a rivalry match, you need pantomime villains. There was heroes and yeah, just terrific. That's brilliant. Um, what a nice, what a nice way to um, get into Christmas. Um, having come from behind to beat your rivals, yes, um, just doesn't get any sweeter than that, does it? No, no. no. Well, well, from a knock well, point well, of you view, you say that. You say that. There's Boxing Day to come, so a home win for Aberdeen, yeah. and that's Christmas sorted. Everything, no presents needed. That's it. Yeah, that'll that would, do. That would be lovely. Um, I'll take just socks and deodorant if that if it means I get a, a, a home win. <laughs> yeah, I've, that would be that would be a lovely way um, to spend Boxing Day, um, especially when I'm watching it with some Celtic supporting family members Whoa. on Tuesday and Wednesday. Whoa. So that will be nice. But yes, um, obviously we talk Celtic um, tend to up their game um, in the bigger games, so. Um, won't have our work out, but let's hope that Christmas continues to be dandy. Yes, uh, and red and white, obviously, Santa is a dandy, proven. Uh, yep. Good luck to most teams, as long as you're not playing Aberdeen. Um, so, or you're close to Aberdeen in the league. Aye, um, basically. Aye, basically, what we're saying is, um, if you're not the um, if you're not in the top six and in the lower leagues, good luck to you. If you're in the top six around us, um, stuff you. So. Aye, stuff that aye, stuff you. Aye. aye, another yeah. Christmas uh, one there. Yeah. Aye, that's something that we didn't. Uh, we did this a couple of years ago. We did the um, Christmas song reference, which we didn't bother this year. Um, but we've, no. at roundabout, we got some um, Christmas adjectives thrown in. So hope you've all enjoyed it and please um, continue your, your feedback whether it's good, bad or indifferent um, and thanks for all the interaction um, this yes, year. Yes, definitely. I think we'll maybe have one more that year. Hopefully. Um, I should be alright as long as it's the probably it'd have to be the Sunday again. I think. 
Yeah, that'd be a good way to end the year. Um, we can talk about that off air, but Aye. if this is the last one this year, thank you. And yeah, we'll see what happens. We may be speaking to you this time next week, or it'll probably next year, which yes. is in two uh, weeks' time. <laughs> Aye. Aye, have a good one, everyone. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers, John. Cheers, guys. This was cheers. Bye.